I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Of the Great Peterson Experience on Decent, the Esports Bank Network. You've got a great hour coming up for you. Front half and back up the hour, we're going to be getting you guys some college basketballs. In 45 minutes, we step into the college basketball laboratory and get you guys my DK Network right up pick here in a second. And in the middle, we're going to be talking a little NBA and a little NFL as Aton Chander does great work over at Odd Chopper along with Fox 29, the affiliate out there in Philadelphia. He's going to be joining me. We need to recap what in the world went wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll ask Skim the question as well. Are the Eagles perhaps going to be in the market for a new coach? And then we'll turn it forward. Take a look at this divisional round in the NFL playoffs if there's anything that he likes there. And then on a little bit more of a rosy topic out there in the great state of Pennsylvania, talk a little bit about the Philadelphia 76ers as well. So that's going to be a ton of fun and and it's always a ton of fun is getting to work with everyone that I do here at Visa. And I get to work with the best team in the business because when it comes to sports betting, some teams come through for you. Some teams let you down. The one sure bet that I've got in life is that everyone behind the scenes, they're going to have my back. You've got my producer, Brian, who he much like myself is a Green Bay Packers fan. We were both very, very happy with what we saw on Sunday and that was absolutely tremendous. He's a shareholder, much like myself, and much like myself, he does a great podcast of his own, the Concierge Confidential Podcast. As I know, he goes all across Las Vegas. If you like my beer reviews, you're going to get a lot of cocktail reviews from him. So we've got you covered with regards to this program, with regards to every single drink that you could possibly imagine. Brian does an absolutely tremendous job on that front and always prepares a tremendous show. If you're watching on visa.com, if you're watching on YouTube TV, just anywhere in which you're able to get streaming pictures, streaming video of visa 
That is all thanks to Alexis that everything is so clean and presentable, which that is not an easy task. Getting me to look halfway decent on any sort of a video form, that is not easy. Alexis does so all so well. All the graphics, she's got those all ready to go and does a tremendous job on that front. So it is all very much appreciated. If you're listening after the fact as well, because while VSIN, it is always live, the Greg Peterson experience from midnight to 3 Eastern time, 9 to midnight Pacific. You can listen after the fact as well. If you miss anything, go to visa.com slash podcast. You're able to download not just this show, but every single show, whether that be follow the money, a numbers game, the handle. You're able to go down the list every single hour of every single show here at Visa. It is available in podcast form or just go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever your podcast. Search for the Visa Bets Bets feed. It is all there. And our good friend Caesar does a great job posting up all those hours. And for those that scour our social media handle as well, at VEASAN Live, all the highlights from our shows, that is courtesy of Caesar as well. And then if you're listening live on so many different platforms, now we're nationwide on Terrestrial Radio, thanks to Sports Map Radio. You might be listening via the iHeartRadio app, VEASAN.com, what have you. Taylor always makes me sound clean and presentable, even when I'm rambling just for no good reason whatsoever. You can at the very least hear it very clearly, and that is thanks to Taylor. He does tremendous work as our audio engineer and everyone behind the scenes. They always do a great job. And in the words of Bill Belichick, they always do their job. We shall see which team is going to be getting Mr. Bill Belichick. But that said, I think that the two teams for our DK Network write-up pick, they could use Bill Belichick to be able to help out their defenses because... I think that they're going to be giving up a lot of points in this one. 627, 628 on the betting board. NC State, they play also Wake Forest. Wake Forest finds themselves as underdogs of anywhere between one and a half and two points total on this game. Right now at Circa, I'm seeing a 148 and a half. That's a pretty rogue number, mostly seeing between 149 and a half and 150. This was an opener of 149. And I wholeheartedly agree with the total ticking upward because my write-up is going to be on the over. I set my total at a 156. And the biggest reason why I do like this total over is that you've got two teams that have been just so efficient with the little things in terms of being able to allow for big outbursts of points. And with NC State, the little thing that they do so well, they don't turn it over. They are number four in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis on offense. They do a great job of being able to take care of the ball, maximize those possessions, and then for Wake Forest, number three in all of college basketball with regards to free throw shooting percentage. So you take that, then that's a good start, but... That said, you've also got a pair of teams that it's got what it is. They're less than tremendous on the defensive side of things as well. Both of these teams are clocking in outside the top 70 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Entering into Monday, Wake Forest 71st in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. NC State 86th in this category. But the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest giving up 19.4 points more per one iron possessions in a road-slash-shoot-record environment rather than at home. And we've seen this Wake Forest seem to be playing a little bit of a different style ever since Efton Reed has gotten back into the fold. And Wake Forest, by the way, still waiting on reinforcements as well with Damari Bonsanto missing the entirety of the season thus far. They should be getting him back sooner rather than later. Someone who's really able to light it up from three-point range. But with Wake Forest... I was making the joke that if they were to open up a restaurant, they would have to call it four and a half guys instead of five guys because they just didn't have much of a rotation before Efton Reed was able to get healthy. Now he's been able to supply the team with right around nine rebounds per game, two blocks. He's able to give this team more offense. And just because the guys aren't as tired at the end of games as well, they just have 
more pop to be able to get scoring outbursts as they've now been able to score at least 82 points in seven out of their last eight games. They've gotten to 82 points in all but two of the games that Reed has been playing in as it was one another one of those two-time transfers began his career at LSU and Gonzaga. So he was barred from playing until that NCAA ruling went down about a month or so ago. But Got an NC State team that as well has been very consistent with their offense, reaching at least 70 points in all but two of their games thus far this season. And got a pair of defenses that are certainly giving up the three ball as we're looking at Wake Forest versus NC State right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And got yourself an NC State team that entered into Monday 211th at all of college basketball in terms of opponent's three-point shooting percentage. Wake Forest 232nd. Now, for Wake Forest, they are going to have the advantage when it comes to perimeter. Even though they're allowing a little bit of higher percentage from three-point range, they are 20th in the country in terms of overall three-point shooting percentage. Actually shooting a hair better in a roadside shoot record environment rather than home. They ascend to 19th in the country when you look at just three-point shooting percentage when they are away from home, north of 38%. Meanwhile, you've got an NC State team that they're a pretty average three-point shooting team. They are about 167th with this regard. DJ turned it up. Horn has been able to give you about 14 points per contest. Shoots it well from three-point range. Meanwhile, for this NC State team, you don't necessarily have that one guy that's able to do a tremendous job down low. It's more of a whole is greater than, some of, than the sum of its parts approach with regards to rebounding, and that has really costed them in terms of giving up second and third chances. For this NC State team, they're a team that has not necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job on the glass or outside the top one with this regard, but for Wake Forest, because you don't necessarily have a ton of size with this team, you've got Austin Carr, you've got the aforementioned Reed, and really not a lot else. They are allowing opponents to grab a rebound on 33.5% of their misses away from home. That is 312th in all of college basketball, so I do think that three. I do think that second chances, they're going to be very plentiful. I think that you're going to see a lot of made threes in this game. Neither of these teams are slow. Neither of these teams are fast. Wake Forest about 130th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. NC State more in that 187th sort of range, but both of these teams have been just very consistent with their offense all season long. I do think that you're going to get yourself a nip and tuck game, and when you get late game fouling, you get more points as well, so I think that that helps out this total all the more, and I do think that NC State, in the end, they are going to be able to get the job done with the way that Wake Forest has been inconsistent with their defense when they've been away from home. I did set my line to where I'd be willing to lay up to one and a half with NC State, set them as a two-point favorite, so... We're going to be willing to lay the very small number of one and a half here with NC State, but my write-up, I think you get plenty of points from both of these teams. I'm going to be taking a look at this total over. When it comes to this spot, I do think that the home team is getting a little bit too much love, and I'm going to be taking a look at the underdog. This is 603-604 on the betting board. We head to the Big East, where Butler is on the road facing off against Xavier. The X-Men are between a 5 to a 6-point favorite, and your total on scheme, this is 150 and a half. Got a Butler bunch that has been able to do a very solid job with having Andre Screen along Jalen Thomas down low provide a combined about 12 rebounds per game. They're going to have their hands full with Abdul Usman, who is the transfer that comes in from North Texas, giving this team six and a half boards, about a block and a half per game. He's been able to do a nice job for a Xavier team that all of a sudden does find themselves in the top 80 nationally with regards to overall rebound rate. But I do think that with the just overall experience of this Butler backcourt that they're going to be able to cover this summer, I'm going to be willing to take the points. I cannot tell you how impactful it is that Posh Alexander is no longer having to play alongside Andre Corbello. You can tell that that was just not the Posh Alexander that we all know and love. Now, the Posh Alexander that we all know and love is not a great three-point shooter. He shoots below 32% from three-point range, but he's got so many guys around him, like DJ Davis, like Jamal Telford, like... 
Pierre Spencer, guys like this. They're able to shoot it really well from three-point range. I should say Pierre Brooks, who comes in from Michigan State. All these guys shoot north of 37% from three with Mr. Brooks. He is their top scorer. He's able to give you about 16 points per contest. And for Xavier, it's been a little bit top-heavy with this team as you've got a pair of guys in Desmond Claude, who he's been able to give you about 17 or so points per contest. He's been able to do a really nice job of being able to flow the offense. And then Davion McKnight out there in the backcourt. He's been more of a do-it-all sort of player. He gives you only about nine to nine and a half points per game, but four boards, five assists, just anything that you need him to do, he's able to do it. But Xavier is turning the ball over a little bit more than this Butler team. It is a Xavier team that is much better on defense this year than they were a season ago. Last year, Xavier was honestly a little bit of a wreck on defense this year. They're a top 70 team in the country. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis, and Butler, they do have their flaws on defense. They are outside the top 100. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis, but... This is also just not the same three-point shooting team with Xavier that we've seen in past years. They're now shooting about 34.5% from three-point range, so do have to have a few question marks there. Meanwhile, you've got a Butler team that just topped to bottom. You've got a lot of guys that are able to shoot it from three-point range, and I do think that this is a Butler squad that is going to be able to keep this game rather snug. Now, neither of these teams are necessarily playing at a super breakneck pace, but neither of these teams are playing super slow as well. This is a Xavier team as right around about 100th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Butler, they're clocking in more in that neighborhood about 85th or so. So I did some I total at 150. You're at about a 150 and a half. I was seeing a little bit of 151 action out there as well. That's the spot where I'm going to be taking a look at the under. But with Butler, I think they should have been more like a two to a two and a half point underdog. Really like the job that Thad Mata is doing. So we're going to be taking a look at the points and the under. And what we're taking a look at next is the divisional round of the playoffs and the demise of the Philadelphia Philly. Philadelphia Eagles with our good friend Aton Shander of Odd Chopper. Next on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Going to be joined momentarily by Aton Chandler, who does absolutely tremendous work over at the Fox affiliate out there in Philadelphia. On top of that, I know that he does a tremendous job over at Odd Shopper, and we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to touch upon some rosier topics with regards to the Philadelphia area, like the 76ers, but first things first, we've got to take a look at what we saw on Monday night with the Philadelphia Eagles. Going down and losing four out of their last five games to end the season. I actually think it was five out of their last six games to end the season. And Aton, I know that it's not easy to talk about it, but I appreciate it every single time, my friend. Always appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, well, when your Packers win in Dallas, it's a lot easier to talk about other teams. Let's be honest here, Greg. All right. I know you're not rubbing it in, but let's just be honest to the situation. You are beaming, my friend, and rightfully so. Look, I'll tell you this. In a day in a world in which the Eagles get embarrassed and the Cowboys get embarrassed, it, it, there's a little bit of balance. A little bit of balance. But ultimately, we're talking about a team in Philadelphia that collapsed. That just was a brutal, ugly, slow death of a collapse for a Philadelphia team. And, and honestly, Greg, I, I don't know how you can get around. This was just a game in which they didn't want to be there. I mean, you look at that game on Monday night in Tampa Bay, and we'll talk about it throughout, like, specifics, but this was an Eagles team that looked disinterested. How are you disinterested for a playoff game? I'll never know. Yeah, I mean, it was just very befuddling to see, and I mean, what do you chalk this up most to? Because, I mean, with Jalen Hurts, the safety that he took, that was very much less than terrific, to say the least, and if you look at the sad line of Jalen Hurts, it's very misleading. 25 out of 35 okay. He was able to have a touchdown, no interceptions. You'd think, oh, he did a relatively solid job. But even with that, even with that being a little bit misleading, I still think that this really does squarely go on a defense that it just felt like uh, really on both sides of the ball, this team didn't have enough toughness and it felt like they got beat in the trenches really in all facets last month and a half or so of the season. Yeah, think about that, right? So let's go on the point you made about getting beat in the trenches. That's exactly where I, I think this has become so vulnerable where it was a massive strength last year. They, they were moving people off the ball on offense. They were getting to the quarterback on defense, historic levels, four guys, double digit sacks. That pass rush is gone and really getting off the ball on offense is gone. Not to say that they should have ran the ball 50, 60 times, but the reality is they just didn't have that lift when they were running the football. I, back to your initial question though, about where things really went wrong here. I, I think, twofold with offense, right? First, it's Jalen Hurts and just his inability to get rid of the football faster, his inability to trust anybody else other than Devontae Smith. Greg, there was a point in this game last night where Troy Aikman specifically mentioned how Baker Mayfield was on the sideline coaching guys up, dropping the football. Kate Otten drops the football. Mike Evans drops the football. And what is Baker Mayfield doing on the sideline? What Jalen Hurts has done for most of his career, up until which is trust, which is to come back and say, don't worry, I'm coming right back to you. Meanwhile, on the other side, Greg, you saw Jalen Hurts not even go through his progressions. He was just basically watching Devontae Smith for about two and a half seconds. And if he, Smith was open, he'd throw him the football. If not, maybe he goes to Dallas Goddard. That is a lack of trust that Jalen Hurts has. And it killed him because he couldn't pick up the blitz fast enough. That's the first thing. The second thing, coaching. Where was anybody around Hurts to say, kid, you got to slow down? we got to look at what's coming on here. Teams are blitzing us left and right. The Giants showed you 
at the end of the regular season that you can put significant pressure on Hertz and he crumbles. Those two working really against each other or with each other if you're against the Eagles, that's what really undid Philly from an offensive standpoint. And I have to ask you about this as well. I brought it up at the top of the show. As we know, this is like probably the most insane coaching carousel I have ever heard, I've ever seen. And I've got to ask you the question. Do you think the Philadelphia Eagles might consider moving on from Nick Sirianni to try to pursue Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel? I mean, there's a lot of juicy names out there. And after watching a collapse like this, I do think that it would probably be the right move if they're able to land one of those big three. Yeah, I think we we can get rid of like the the Y words, right? The L Y words, probably like things like that. Because, Greg, I, I, you're catching me hours, just hours removed from watching my team. I know we're here to talk objectively, especially from a betting standpoint. But nobody knows your team better than you, especially from a betting standpoint. I'm watching the Eagles just crumble, and I'm and I'm fresh off of it. But how can you not? How can you not advocate for the firing of a guy who lost his football team? who absolutely lost control of everything going on with this locker room, who, whose message, who has built his whole coaching, young coaching tenure on message, on reinforcing positive, stuff like that. It just drags and it's just noise right now in your ear when you've lost five of six, including an embarrassing loss in the playoffs. Look, Greg, I was, I was willing to meet the Eagles halfway and say, you know what? If they lost by a touchdown, even if they lost, you know, field goal down to the wire, something like that, you regroup, you fire a couple of coordinators, and you come back with Sirianni and say, all right, let's let's see if we can build this thing right. Now, I don't think there's a probably. I think there's a definitely. The Eagles need to move on from Nick Sirianni. They need to move on from the coaching staff. Look, Greg, he oversaw all of this. He was the guy who brought in Brian Johnson, who doesn't know what the heck he's doing on offense. He was the guy that advocated for Sean Desai, who was fired in season. He was the guy who advocated for Matt Patricia, who actually looks worse at times than Sean Desai. This is all Nick Sirianni. So it's not just losing. It's not just, oh, they lost, therefore he's got to go, Greg. This is legit. Nick Sirianni has lost an entire football team. I don't know how you come back from that. And we could be witnessing an NFC East, in which three out of the four teams might be looking for a new coach because I have no (laughs) idea how in the world the Dallas Cowboys could possibly bring back Mike McCarthy after what we saw over the weekend, as well as Aton Shander does great work over at Hot Chopper. (laughs) Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And man, that'd be insane if we do actually see that with the lone team running it back with their coach, most likely being the New York football giants and taking a look at what we're going to be getting in the divisional round as well. We did just see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, not just get the job done, but get the job done in convincing fashion. Now they are six point underdogs against the Detroit Lions. Jordan's game hovering between about 48 to 48 and a half. How do you evaluate this game? Because I really have been impressed by what I've seen out of the Buccaneers. And if I'm looking at the defensive side of things, I think the Buccaneers have the better defense in this spot. And I think that they can cover the summer. Yeah, the, the number's interesting. And I'm, I'm a little more... I guess I gravitate a little bit more towards the total. I, I think you look at the defense for Tampa Bay and that's going to travel and probably one of the more constant things that I can rely on. So I'm interested in leaning under right now, probably going to bet the under two in an hour or so when we get off and look at everything on the big board, but the under jumped out at me. I, I'm, I'm with you on the points. I'm a little hesitant only in the sense of Tampa's offense. If they really can't move the ball in the air. And I know Rashad White has done great things this year, you know, career year on the ground and all, but 
that's where it gets a little tricky against Detroit. Here's another thing, too. I don't think Detroit lets down, right? Like, does Tampa regress back to the mean offensively? Probably not as much defensively because they, as you mentioned, have a good unit. But Detroit, I don't think this is a one-and-done scenario for Detroit. Detroit is riding a big sense of momentum. And while there was personal history with Goff, and Stafford, it wasn't like this big game. Oh my goodness, you know, seven or eight guys are playing their former team. I think it's a lot easier for Detroit to continue this momentum than, let's say, Tampa, who just comes off this huge win of a defending Super Bowl loser, if you will, and is going to regress a little bit offensively to the meet. So I- I'm with you where I would lean with the points right now, but I'm probably going to ju- just slam the under, to be honest with you. Yep, I do think that there's quite a bit of value with the under. We saw it in Rams versus Lions. That was a game that went under. And now you've got a Buccaneers team that is a little bit softer, in my opinion, on the offensive side of things, but stronger on the defensive side of things as well. So I do think that there's quite a bit of value there. And then in the other NFC matchup, this is a full 10-point line with the Packers on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't think we're going to see the Green Bay Packers pull off an outright win and be able to go to the NFC title game. I would certainly sign up for that. And hey, it would align with how I feel about this game. I do feel like 10 is a little bit too far. Last we saw the 49ers really in full force because they were resting a lot of guys against the Rams. They lost that game on Christmas against the Ravens. And I think that this is a beatable team in the 49ers that I don't think that they sub their toe here, but I could easily see this being a seven point game. Yeah, absolutely. I, 10 is too much. I know that you, you look at seven, you look at six, you look at three. So you're already covered with those three numbers, especially three right there. 10. Look, look, I think you're right. And I'm all over green Bay at 10. I love that number. I think this is a closer game. I think people are looking at what happened with the Cowboys and putting it all on Dallas, Greg, and, and really taking away from what the Packers did, which is totally unfair. Green Bay came out, they ran all over, they exploited weaknesses. Jordan Love is on fire. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. You probably have your Jordan Love jersey on under your shirt and tie. Come on, be honest with us right now, Greg. You're wearing a Jordan Love jersey under that shirt and tie, are you not? I am not right now, but I might be a little bit later. We've got to bust that out for our good old beer reviews. We've done that from time to time, but I love it. That said, we certainly are very much in on the Green Bay Packers for this one, and we're always in on Aton Chandler, who does great work over at Odd Shopper. And coming next, we'll take a look at more of the AFC side of things to take a look at the Philadelphia 76ers and the NBA landscape right here on the Great Peterson Experience of Visa, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and so much more. You're going to love every single bite. It's an Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, that is V-S-I-N, you'll get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, and I can tell you right now, Omaha Steaks came up very clutch for me during the Christmas time of year, and a man that always comes up clutch for us on this show is Aton Chandler. Who does great work over at Odd Shopper, and 
Eitan, we took a look at the two NFC games that we're going to be seeing this divisional this divisional weekend in the football landscape, but let's take a look at the two AFC games, and we're going to start out with the Saturday game. Texans versus Ravens with the Ravens, 9.5 point favorites. So Don's game is 45, and with the Texans, you got a rookie coach, you've got a rookie quarterback and typically that results in doomsday in the playoffs but we saw the real doomsday was for the Cleveland Browns and I'm not sure how you feel about this game but I do think that with the Texans there's going to be a lot to prove especially with CJ Stroud saying hey you know what maybe you should have voted for me for MVP and I do think that this is a Texans team that they're not going to be bothered by the moment and I think that they could cover this number. Going back and forth on this Greg I I don't 100% 100% disagree by any means because I, I think that there's a lot of momentum and you don't know, there's an old adage, right, where you don't know what you don't know. A lot, a lot of former linemen seem to love that adage. I think it seems like something coaches will tell you as far as they're just just go out and do what you know and, and control what you can and don't think of these bigger moments. Don't think of what can happen the next day. And I think Houston, they, they just don't know any better. They're such a young, fun team to watch. And it's not just C.J. Stroud. D'Amico Ryans has done an amazing job just overall running this football team. I think the biggest difference, and this is where I kind of go back and forth, where I'm a little interested on, on Baltimore's side is, yes, you're still dealing with rookie quarterbacks against good defenses in the playoffs. While it didn't work in round one, the difference is the quarterback. Joe Flacco just looked like he turned into a pumpkin. It was 11.59 at night, and it just struck midnight, and you better get back and return those slippers, cuz, because you're about to turn into a pumpkin, and that's what happened. It just caught up to him. The NFL, the speed of the NFL caught up to him. Their defense was just way behind, pinned behind after those pick sixes. It just looked awful from an offensive standpoint. I don't think you're going to get that from Lamar Jackson. I don't think you get that from the Ravens offense. That's where I, I kind of lean Baltimore here. I know it's a number. I know it's a bigger number. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think in this case, less than 10, sneaking in about nine and a half, something along those lines. I'm a little interested here on Baltimore side, Greg, mainly because I think the biggest difference of what Houston faces is quarterback caliber and Lamar Jackson. That's the MVP until proven otherwise for me. And I'm going to roll him. And I think, yeah, they're rested, but they just have a better team. Even on defense, they can compare to what Cleveland was doing, especially Cleveland on the road. Baltimore's defense at home, Lamar Jackson. I know it's a big number, Greg. We just talked about not laying that in green with Green Bay against San Francisco. But I, I really think even now talking with you, I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Baltimore. As big of a number as that may be, I think I really like the Ravens. And this is Lamar's year to at least make it to the Super Bowl. And this is going to be such a fun matchup to be able to take a look at. And with the Houston Texans, they have been a tremendous team all season long, but certainly with the Ravens, they were by far the best team in the AFC towards back half of the season and really made a statement in week 17 before resting their guys in week 18 with that road win against the 49ers. And then we've got one spread on the board that's less than six in the divisional round. Can't remember last time we've been able to say that, but that is going to be involving the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. This is a line of two and a half with the Buffalo Bills. And I think that the biggest question mark I have is, how much of the Bills defense is going to be out there because it felt like seemingly everyone on that defense was getting injured. And this is the That's first it. time the Chiefs are going to be playing a road playoff game in the Patrick Mahomes era because typically they are hosting for the entirety of the AFC. How do you take a look at this one with the Chiefs having Patrick Mahomes' first true road playoff game against the Super Bowl, obviously, neutral field? 
Isn't that amazing too, right? It's it's going to be cold in Buffalo. It's a road game for the Chiefs. They rarely, you just mentioned it, they don't play on the road this late into the season, especially when we're in the playoffs right now. Yet the books aren't giving them the full three, right? Like it's just below that. It's just at two and a half. And if you could find three, go ahead and slam that. I don't anticipate it getting to three. If anything, it might even drop a little bit closer to kick. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win this football game. And again, this is a team, unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, that has shown they can bounce back, has shown that they can get into the tournament and truly do some damage here. And normally, yes, it's at the top. It's coming in, resting with their crown, not just with the AFC West, but with the AFC. It's new territory, if you will, for Kansas City, but really, how new is it, right? Like, the Chiefs' defense has been the storyline. Shout out to Steve Spagnuolo. He's done a fantastic job this year on D. That carries, right? That defense should be able to travel. Oh, it's going to be cold. It was freezing in Kansas City this weekend. It's not like cold weather all of a sudden is going to be a problem for the Chiefs, and they're going to forget how to play football. So I think these these factors and even the elements favor or at least mitigate a lot of this football game and now you're back to injury chiefs haven't been healthy i get it offense has been an issue dropping the football mental mistakes but ultimately the bills defense being banged up missing key guys out there you're still dealing with patrick mahomes i don't care if he's throwing a greg peterson and Aton shander you're still dealing with patrick mahomes and andy reed and this offense so travis kelsey's out there you find rashi rice all of a sudden that's the point where I think this Chiefs team can become dangerous. What we saw with the Eagles just making it there and just falling flat on their face, this is the Chiefs' opposite. Like they make it and then slow. You remember the old school Undertaker, right? Where it's just like, uh, or it was a Hulk Hogan coming out of the sleeper, right? Like his arm coming up slowly and then moving around like that. That's going to be the Chiefs, where it's like everybody left them for dead. Now, all of a sudden, that arm comes out, and there's Patrick Mahomes running around the ring like, we're back, we're back. I love the Chiefs this week. This is my favorite play. Yep, with the Kansas City Chiefs, that experience, I think it just means so much in the postseason, and I think that it's really hard to be able to quantify it, but I know that it's going to be making a difference in this game, as Aton Chandler does great work over at Odd Shopper, along with the Fox affiliate, Fox 29, out there in Philadelphia. Joining me right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Banking Network, and Speaking of Philadelphia, this is going to be a big game for the 76ers coming up on Tuesday. They find themselves currently as four and a half point favorites against the Denver Nuggets, the reigning NBA champions. This is actually an opener of one that has shot up to four and a half. A lot of injury news has been swaying this one a little bit. But how do you take a look at the Philadelphia 76ers? Just the form that they have shown for one over the last few weeks and for two, how they're going to be looking in this game against the Nuggets and whether or not you're going to be willing to lay the number. Well, I think we've seen Joel Embiid back, right? Clearly coming back from the knee injury and they pace themselves against the Rockets. They cover that number, that eight, I think eight and a half number that closed ultimately. And that's kind of where the Sixers are at home, trying to get back to this level that matches Joel Embiid's dominance, which is kind of get that home court back. Look, this is a huge game and it's probably way bigger for the Philadelphia 76ers than it will be for the Denver Nuggets. And, and I think that's the biggest thing where you just kind of look at what's going on with Nikola Jokic, right? The hip injury right now is going to be huge. But the other part of this, I think, is looking mostly at that matchup. And, and that's what Embiid wants. Embiid wants to beat Nikola Jokic every single time they play. Embiid wants to beat the Denver Nuggets every single time they play. And that's where really where I think now, right now, he's questionable. Last I saw, right, he's questionable. 
Jokic plays, Embiid plays. This is Embiid showing to the world, I'm the better player, I'm the MVP. It's warranted every time. I know it sounds silly talking about that, Greg, January 16th in a regular basketball game in, in the middle of the season, but this is that extra motivation that you'll find with both of these guys out there on the floor. I know we're also talking about back-to-back coming off that where they played on Martin Luther King Day and now they play again on Tuesday. I anticipate Joel Embiid playing simply because of Denver and, and Jokic. If Jokic doesn't play, maybe Embiid does rest a little bit, but I also think that this is just a major test internally. Nick Nurse, Joel Embiid, and really everybody else, especially Tyrese Maxey, to kind of gauge where you are going up against a team that has won, going up a team that, that has multiple MVP and, and Nikola Jokic. That's a major litmus test, I guess, if you will, for the Philadelphia 76ers. And again, it's January 16th, but in their mind, this is a huge statement. That's why I'm going to lay the points. Yep, I do think that this is going to be a massive game for the entirety of just how these teams are going to be setting themselves up towards the second half of the season. And about 45 seconds, anything else that you're taking a look at on the NBA card for Tuesday? Yeah, I think, you know, looking at that Thunder Clippers game, right, we just saw this game go under in L.A. and the Lakers get this big win, kind of this necessary win. You're not going anywhere. You're still there. I know this is going to feed into this total because the Clippers play slow and and they're really strong on defense. But I I think this maintains. I think the Thunder and Clippers, the under is where I want to be. That's my other favorite play outside of the Sixers. I absolutely love it, and I love getting you on the show, Aton. You do such My great man. work over at Odd Shopper, along with the Fox affiliate out there in Philadelphia, and always do appreciate it. Thank you. Go Pack, all right? Yes, sir. We will be taking the time with Packers, and coming up next, we will be taking a look at College Basketball Board from the Greg Peterson College Basketball Laboratory here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, which is bringing you an offer that will make the playoffs all the more electrifying as new customers to place a bet of just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Utilize the promo code Vegas when you do. That's only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code of Vegas. As we're back here on the Great Beers at Experience on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. It was always great to be joined by Aton Shander. He does great work over at the Fox affiliate out there in the Philadelphia area. On top of that, I know that he does tremendous work over at Odd Shopper. And we're certainly going to be diving into the NFL playoffs a bit more in hour number three when Scott Pritchard, friend of the program and friend of VEASAN, as he did a tremendous job with the VEASAN Invitational. He is going to be joining me in about 30 minutes. But one problem that we've got with the NFL playoffs, they aren't going to be playing them on Tuesday. We've got to get you guys some sweats for this Tuesday college basketball card. So how about if we dive in and not just dive in, but step into the lab to be able to try to drum up some winning picks. Are you looking for the best lines on the market? I don't want to get paid to lose. I want to win. Then sit back and let Greg cook up the best insight in college basketball. And in the lab, we've got ourselves 621, 622 on the betting board. It is Missouri. They hit the road. They're facing off against Alabama. Alabama does find themselves anywhere between 13 and a half to 14 point favorites. And your total on this game, you're going to be getting it pretty much across the board at a 159. And see edges both here with regards to both the side and the total. Actually, with Alabama, they're between about 14 and a half to 15 point favorites and with Alabama I did set them more around a 13 and a half point favorite it's a Missouri team that without question it's been a little bit of a rough state of affairs for them this Missouri team just not what we were expecting coming into the year and why they're not using giant of the earth Connor Vanover more has been very befuddling to me Connor Vanover he was the summit league defensive player of the year someone that really is able to elevate the play of this team in general with regards to his shot blocking with the way that he's able to stuff the stat sheet just in general that said I am going to be willing to ride with this Missouri team with the points just because you do have an Alabama team that they themselves have been outside the top 125 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis and Alabama has lent themselves to so very high scoring affairs. It's not quite what we saw with Samford playing that like 130 to 90 some odd game against VMI. But that said, this is an Alabama team that even though they're a top 40 team with regards to rebound rate, they don't have a single guy in the roster that gives you north of six rebounds per game. That'd be Grant Nelson. He's the transfer that comes in from North Dakota State. He's been able to do a relatively solid job with that regard. But you do have a Missouri team that has all sorts of versatility. You've got Sean East, who's been able to shoot north of 40% from three-point range. Does a good job of dishing out the ball for a Missouri team that they do a relatively solid job of just valuing the ball in general. This is a team that's turning it over less than 12 times for contests now to the credit of Alabama. They are shooting north of 39% from three-par range, but with their shooting and their overall volume, you do fear that there's going to be a little bit of regression on that front going up against a Missouri team that's relatively average with regards to their opponent's three-point shooting percentage. They're allowing opponents to shoot a little bit north of 32% from the outside, but they're able to match the Alabama high-scoring guards with a trio of their own. Tamar Bates, Nick Honor, along with East, who I was mentioning before, all averaging double figures. And for Honor and Bates, 
These two guys, they are combining to shoot north of 42% from three-point range. You've been able to get some good rebounding out of some of these guys like Noah Carter. Now, this Missouri team has been dealing with the Caleb Grill injury for quite some time. That has been hurting them quite negatively. That said, this is also an Alabama team that you've got your main few guys. You've got Aaron Axel Estrada, who's been able to give you 13 points. He does a good job being able to give you north of four boards per contest. I do like what he's able to bring to the table, but this is also an Alabama team that I do fear that in up-tempo games, they might wear it on just a little bit towards the back half of the game. They've got not quite as much depth as a season ago. You've got Latrell Wrightsell, who has been able to give you about seven and a half points per contest. He's been shooting, by the way, north of 44% from three-par inch. And if you do take a look at this Alabama team, among your top six scores, you've got three of these guys shooting north of 44.8% from distance. You've got four of them shooting north of 38.5% from the outside. Again, I think that there's going to be a little bit of off. absolutely love what Mark, Spear, Mark Sears has been able to do in the backcourt, north of 20 points per contest, but you've got a little bit of a top-heavy team. After your main three, you've got Ryland Griffin, who's been able to give you about 10 points per contest, and then there's been a little bit of a fall from there. And with the way that Missouri does have a lot of versatile guys, they're able to bang down low. I do think that Missouri is going to be able to hold in this game, so I did set my line closer to a 13 and a half getting north of 14 i'm going to be taking a look at the points with missouri and top of that feel like this all should be right around 163 and a half even though missouri has been playing a little bit more slowly this season this is a team then when they do create a seal they're able to do a nice job during defense and offense this has been a missouri team that in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis it's about 168th in all of college basketball allowing 16 and a half points more per one hour possessions in a road slash neutral court environment rather than at home and this is an alabama team that they themselves about 130th with this regard with their up-tempo style and with the with the way that alabama is able to put the ball in the basket should get plenty of scoring here so i'm going to be taking a look at the points with missouri along with that over as we are taking a look at the college basketball board for this Tuesday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. And while I was unable to take that favorite, how about if we take a look at a rather sizable favorite that I am going to be willing to take? And this is out there in the Mountain West, 643, 644 on the betting board, Colorado State. It's going to be playing us Air Force. Air Force opened up as a 17-point underdog. Money has come in on them. Now they're between 15 and 15 and a half point underdogs with your total between 132 and 133. And when it comes to this Air Force team, if you look at the raw metrics, they have not been bad. And strangely, in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, this team has actually been better in a road slash shoot record environment rather than when they have been at home. That said, I do think that having to travel within the state, because keep in mind, this Air Force team, they are within the great state of Colorado, but I do think that they are going to have it taken out of them in this spot. I am going to be willing to lay it with Colorado State. Colorado State has been able to do a pretty incredible job of just being able to compile points and just be able to hit all of their threes. As you've got Isaiah Stevens, who's been the main floor general for the team. He's able to give you 17 points. He's able to throw in their north of six assists per contest and is a very good three-point shooter. Along with a lot of D2 guys that have really come up to the D1 level and they're able to elevate. And I do think that that is something that is so smart that Colorado does. There are some schools that they refuse to give these D2 guys an opportunity, myself being a graduate of a D3 university. I always love to see it, but they've got two impactful guys. And Joel Scott was over at Black Hills State College a season ago, two years ago. Patrick Cartier, they're both averaging double figures. Cartier at 6'8 is really shooting it well from three-point range. He's been able to make 
make right around about 47.5% of his threes. And while Scott doesn't really give you a lot in terms of three-point shooting, what he does do is stuff the set sheet. He gives you a block. He gives you a seal. He gives you six rebounds. He's just exactly what this team needs. They have a deal with the injury to Josiah Strong, but they still have been able to do a tremendous job with regards to their offense. And it's a defense that's a little bit lax. They are outside the top 100 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, but when you're able to take care of the ball the way that this team does, when you're able to click on all cylinders, that's massive. Going up against an Air Force team that they have been outside the uh, top 175 in terms of their overall rebound rate. It's an Air Force team that's really looking to take the air out of the ball. 339th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. And you do have Evan Taylor, Ryan Petratus, Bo Becker. They're all able to give you double figures, but it feels like they're playing three on five because outside of these three guys, you really don't get production from really anywhere else out there on the floor. And I feel like Air Force is right now being hurt negatively from the fact that they were able to compile some early wins in the uh, non-conference portion of the season because they played some of the, shall we say, lesser competition of all college basketball to start with that really got their metrics hyped up as I mean when Air Force was playing against these teams like South Dakota like Lindenwood like Omaha this team was looking like a top 100 team in terms of defense they were looking like a team that was going to be able to fire on all cylinders and credit where credit is due they looked a little bit better in their most recent game against San Jose State but this defense has come crashing down they have given up at least 70 points in now five out of their last six games it's an offense that can't get on line as well so I do think that for Air Force right now even though they were able to do a tremendous job to start the season at seven and two they have now lost six straight games and I think that this is going to continue against the Colorado State team that is in the top 20 nationally in terms of points scored on a per possession basis and they have to go up into one of the more hostile environments that you're going to find in the Mountain West out there in Fort Collins so I'm going to be willing to lay the number with Colorado State and I do think the Colorado State going to exploit an Air Force defense that certainly is very easy to be having their holes this is a total that now we're seeing at a 132 by the way this opened up at a 135 and a half. I'm not sure why the total has crashed as much as it has. Colorado State hasn't necessarily been monsters of the midway themselves with regards to their defense, and they've been able to light it up on offense. So I'm looking at the over, and I'm going to be willing to lay it with Air Force. And then this is a favorite that I saw a lot of value with early. I do think that the value is starting to dry up, and I'm going to be waiting on a little bit more of a line movement with this one. 647, 648, it's Georgia on the road facing off against South Carolina. South Carolina opened up as a four-point favorite. Now this is a full six. Totals between 136 and 137. And if you like South Carolina, I would say wait, because if this continues to ascend, I think that then you're starting to get a little bit of value on Georgia. Meanwhile, for South Carolina, as I mentioned, they open up a four-point favorite. I personally made my line six, so I'd be trying to see which way this line moves and here's the total I actually do like it over with a South Carolina team that pretty much has all players on the floor being able to shoot from three point range and coming up next we'll take a look at the Big East and what we've all got on the college basketball card for them for Tuesday right here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa the Sports Bank Network I'm Katia Adler host of The Global Story over the last 25 years I've covered conflicts in the Middle East political and economic crises in Europe drug cartels in Mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.